The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. The Texans have signed Tyrod Taylor. Okay, I'll go on record as saying I think this is a pretty good signing. I like Tyrod Taylor. You can win games with Tyrod Taylor. Ideally, he's not your starter. Ideally, he's a guy who fills in two or three games while... Deshaun or whomever is hurt. But if he winds up being your starter, you could do a lot worse. Given the fact that he signed him for one year at $12.5 to me that speaks of spot starter and there's a trade imminent. I still maintain the fact that if they end up making a trade with the Jets or the Dolphins this year for these draft picks, I think that they ought to flip that number two or number three pick into some more draft picks and continue to stockpile draft picks down the line or in this draft. I disagree to an extent because they need impact players. Your odds of getting an impact player at three or at five are significantly better than 15 or 16, even if you have two 15s or 16s. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R, at the underscore Jermaine today. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash espn 975. You missed the first two hours. That's some of what you missed. And uh, then you missed uh, Jim of the Day where we were talking about a criminal and Jermaine was admiring carjackers. I, I, am, I am shocked. Look, I, I, I'm against crime, okay? Now, I, I, I am too. I am too. Uh, yeah, that's not the impression you just gave the people. Look, all I'm saying is if you're going to be a criminal, be a good, be as good of a criminal as you can possibly be you're not trying to be a nice guy criminal you're a criminal dude there's listen there's respectable criminals and then there's the crap you're talking about like you know what if i get busted for racketeering now that's a cool crime yeah i don't really know what it means even though it's been explained to me multiple times but if i got arrested for racketeering you know you'd have to say wow that's pretty badass fred got arrested for racketeering you know but I mean, that's respectable, like a good heist. And I'm not talking about a bank robbery. Like whoever pulled off that Lakewood thing where he stole, like, was it 600 grand from Lakewood Church? Mm-hmm. They never caught him, right? Uh, I don't think so. All I know is that's the kind of heist that I think is cool. I had uh, information. Well, I had uh, heard about this one case where this lady was embezzling she, she ended up embezzling anywhere between 4 and $7 million from an engineering firm that she worked at over the course of, like, five to ten years or five to eight years. It was it was at least five, you know, six, seven, eight years. And the way she was doing it was through a series of moves that she would make with different money accounts and being in charge of the credit cards and stuff like that. And the kind of stuff that she was doing, she tried to keep it under wraps, but eventually she it just kept snowballing, 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 and it got too big, and they ended up busting her. But, um just stuff like that. Racketeering is the act of acquiring a business through illegal activity 
operating a business with illegally derived income or using a business to commit illegal acts. Well, define illegal acts. Uh, the whole thing was just put in so they could screw my friends in the mob. That's all. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm against that. Cause I, you know, I, I'm, it's a really broad term. Yeah. Yeah. Very broad, very broad. Cause I mean that, that could be a little bit of anything. All, all they have to do is it's basically a paper trail is, is what they're doing. It's a, it's a paper trail type of crime that they, they chase the money and find trace back the money from the business that you have to some sort of illegal activity and boom, you're busted. That's why you launder the money through cash businesses, laundromats, beauty salons, barbershops, racetracks, racetracks. Yeah. Car washes. Watch way too many movies. I, I really have, <laughs> but I, I love a good heist movie. Yes. Uh, I love a good mafia movie. Yes. And so I, I and you know what? I'm also fascinated with serial killers. I don't know why, but I've never participated in any of those. Just, just so you know. That's good to know. It's really good to know. As far as anyone knows, I've never participated in any, knowingly participated. I got I to gotta throw in that caveat. I've never knowingly participated. Okay, maybe not. Maybe that's not entirely true either. But, hey, you know, that was a long time ago and I was young. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. Uh, Aaron sent us something in the show prep today that Thrillist did since things are opening back up. It's like the best patio patios for eating and drinking outside in Houston. There's a few of my places on here. Uh, I'm, I want to know if you guys have ever been to any of these. Lucille's in the museum district. Nope. Nope. That's a hard no. Axelrad. That's a yes. Yes. Uh, although I can't drink beer right now cause I'm doing that stupid keto thing. But that's a really cool patio. A lot of room there. Great beer selection. Uh, board games. They do movie nights. I, I'm. Uh, it's. I'm a big fan of Axelrad. Um, toasted coconut in Montrose. I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah, me either. I, you know, I don't go to Montrose anymore. I, like, I we used to go to Griff's for steak night, and it's it's not just that I don't like the places there. It's just there is no easy way to get from Edo to Montrose, unless you're biking, and and it's what not even five miles away. It's the same thing with the heights. I can bike to the heights faster than I can drive to the heights because I have to get on the freeway and go all the way around. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so that's why I, I don't go to those places very often. Uh, here's one that I highly endorse from my neighborhood, Truck Yard. Of course. We passed through there, but it was, like, crazy busy, and we walked right back out. Yeah, I think that that, that, that they were completely packed. There wasn't an empty table. And, and, you know, they had them all spaced out and everything. Yeah. But, but I think we went the following week. Uh, near the end of our little run, and I was it was it was, it was cool. Uh, the rustic, there's two of them, I guess. The one downtown we go to, and uh, that's a cool place, man. Uh, and I don't know if they're back to having live music because we haven't been. We went once during the pandemic, and it was all spaced out and everything, uh, which which was good. But uh, that's a cool place. I recommend that for people who are going on a date in your downtown. Uh, Holman Draft Hall in Midtown. Looks nice. Nope. Like never been. You've never been? I've been once. Nope. Uh, you know, again, Midtown, I don't get to as much as I used to. But that's a uh, 
That's a pretty solid place, man. They they're also uh I mean, I think they're that Wooster's is same people that own Wooster's, which I also yeah. really, really like. Which I've been to like they also own Heights Beer Garden. I've been there. Yeah. So it's yeah, all, it's a lot and, of the same. And pie. by the way, Heights Beer Garden and Wooster's are also on this list. Those are all really good places. Uh they mentioned Little Woodrow's and they mentioned Midtown. I'm partial to the Edo one. That's one of my favorite go to places. But Midtown solid. Uh King's Beer House they mentioned. St. Arnold Beer Garden. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Uh, present Company in Montrose. Nope. Yeah, nope. Haven't been there. Cottonwood and Garden Oaks. Nope. Yes. How is that? Uh, I enjoyed it. I had really good food. I think when I was there, my first beer, the tap was a little bit dirty, and I kind of mentioned it to them. They're like, what do you mean the tap's dirty? I was like, well, they got to clean them out. So I, had, <laughs> I drank from a bottle for a while. Uh. But... I had fun there. I mean, they had good food. Yeah, you know what? And and that's something that a lot of people don't realize. If you don't have somebody cleaning those taps on a regular basis, it does affect the, it does affect your beer. And snobs like us will notice that and won't go back. Uh, how about BB Lemon on Washington? Nope. I'm probably too old for Washington now. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's another one. It's too hard to get to. And I've got so many places by me that are, you know, that I like. How about Tiny Boxwoods in River Oaks? Nope. Haven't even heard of that one. Uh, it sounds a little fancy for people like us. Uh, here's a good one, The Grove Downtown. Nope. I feel like I have, but I'm not I'm not going to put we, my name on we it. We had the uh, Automotive Map launch party there. I've been there a couple times. It's, it's a really nice place. Uh, Rainbow Lodge in Shady Acres. I've been there on a bike ride once. I was biking through there. Pretty cool place. Performed a wedding ceremony there. Did you? Yep. I didn't know you were a, a minister. Yep. Nice. I have been for, oh God, 12 years now? Wow. 11 years? Hey, you yeah. learn something new every day. What church? Uh, It's not really a church. It's called, uh, oh, what's Catholics Without a Church is what it's called. Gotcha. Started by my grandfather. Weddings. Yes. Nice. I usually average, well, pre-Rona I was doing about once a month. I've done, I think, two since Rona hit. So basically, I'm just guessing Catholics without a church is people who are having sex out of wedlock and gay people. I mean, it's anybody. I've done a lot of interfaith stuff. I've done non-denominational stuff. I've done traditional, not 100% traditional Catholic mass. But if you're Catholic and you've gotten divorced, the church says you can't get married in the Catholic church. If you've had kids, if there's all kinds of stipulations that if you don't follow all their rules... You can't get married inside the Catholic Church. Yeah, you know, just for the record, Catholic weddings are a pain in the ass. I'm sorry, and I mean no disrespect to those of you who are still Catholic, but having grown up in that, weddings and and funerals are the worst because you're going through the whole Mass, and it's just like, hmm, that's very interesting. So, there, you know, that's, that's, uh, guys, if you want to get ordained by Aaron you're all good Aaron's open. I mean I won't ordain you I will perform the wedding ceremony he's open for, for you. bookings basically so yeah, we, I've done it for blitzers before do we call you Reverend Aaron or do we call you Deacon Deacon uh, that's what they all call me uh, see Deacon yeah because when I think of the Catholic Church the Deacon is like the guys who they sit off in the corner and they don't get to be priests because they didn't go to school for it they do get to have sex but, you know, they really get looked down on. 
And they, they're kind of just like, oh, you're just a deacon. We might let you come up here and announce what him is next. But you can't say, you know, you can't do the uh, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. You don't get to do that. You have to be a priest. Yeah. That's, uh, you need something cooler than deacon. Grand czar? Well, see, now I was going to start the first church of the degenerate order, and I was going to be grand overlord, uh, which you can't be that if, if I'm the grand overlord, but you could certainly be the, hmm, what's, what's a, what would be a good title? You, you get a better title than deacon. I'm trying to think, man. We've got to get something nice for Aaron. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this is if this is your church, you should come up with your own title. Deacon should not be good enough. You're grand overlord, right? Well, yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. Could he be the grand poobah? Well, you don't have two grands, okay? okay. Yeah, because uh, no, you, you have the you have the grand overlord. Oh, I got it. The master of ceremonies. Mm, no, nah, he needs a uh, he needs to be higher than master of ceremonies. Hmm. Plus, I think we have to cancel master these days. No, we're not canceling it in 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 the Church of the Degenerates. We're going to keep it. Going back to outdoor dining or drinking, yeah. I want to try this new Post Oak Ice House that's right here at Trim- Chimney Rock in Richmond. It looks really cool every time I drive by, but I'm here. Yeah. So I need to make time on a weekend to you know, come it, over here and do it. it. It's funny because I I just haven't been getting over here this much except to do the show. But there's a lot of cool stuff opening up down here. There's that Burger Chan is opening up down here. They're yep. doing a conservatory where Roxy used to be. So there's actually going to be a bar there so I can come get tanked before the show. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of cool stuff. That, that's happening here so looking forward to uh looking forward to all that but yeah it's I, it'll be cool to see places open back up hmm somebody says sith lord that, that's not bad i like the word supreme okay. so we need to put supreme at the all beginning right, all right so grand overlord hmm supreme what I like it. I like Supreme it. Governor. Nah, I don't know about Governor. Oh, it's got to have like a... It's got to have a religious uh Yeah, undertone. it has to have a religious overtone to it, but also sound like very regal, almost royal. Yeah. Ooh, something like... Supreme Prince. Supreme Bishop. Oh, that would work. There yeah. we go. There the we bishop go. gives you the religious thing? Yes. And the, and the royalty thing? And, and supreme, and you know what? All the other bishops would be underneath you, and they would just be bishops. You would be number one, and but all you the rest would are number the two. Supreme bishop, yeah. So do I get to hear who in the church's confessions I get? I I want to hear, so I can only listen to look if, the good ones. Nah, I mean, I'm I'm taking all the hot chicks. That's just how it works. But <laughs> I just want to listen to the good stories. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, I mean, if it's a dumb story, I'm going to say, hold on, and then I'm going to leave and get one of the underlings to do it. Because listen, I, as Grand Overlord, I'm really turning the thing over to you. You know, I'm I'm just like the founder, and really, I'm just off doing racketeering and stuff. You're doing, you're, you'd be doing all the work. It's kind of like every other business I'm involved with. <laughs> all right, all legal businesses, I might add. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Yeah. You're listening to the blitz.
on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Supreme Bishop Aaron Rabel running the store. Uh, now, I just, I, I, I mean, now, if you're going to be part of our, and I don't know that I'd call it a church so much as a, a concept, I mean, it is the first church of the degenerate order, FCDO, but it's more of a concept. It's more one fish, two fish, red fish. No, blue no, fish. we don't do any of the red fish, blue fish stuff. We don't do any any of that. Shout out to the fishes. You know, we're just. Uh, it's very simple. It's uh, Will Ferrell and Semi Pro. Everybody love everybody. It's about having a good time. It's about not being a dickweed and enjoying life. That's it. That's it. That's all you have to do, and, and you're in. And, uh, you know, if you're somebody who's a jerk to somebody else, then you get excommunicated. And when we excommunicate people, you know, like most churches will baptize you by putting you in the water. Now, when you get excommunicated from the first church of the degenerate order, we throw you into the Gulf of Mexico. If you can swim, you're fine. If you can't, sorry. That's how it works. So if that sounds like something you would enjoy, then talk to our Supreme Bishop, Aaron Rabeld. Behannon also suggested Supreme Minister. Yeah, like bishops are kind of ahead of ministers in the Catholic yeah. Church, so yeah. I mean, we, I mean, Supreme Cardinal would be a little too much. Uh, plus, it just doesn't sound as cool. All right, let's try Big Mule. What's up, man? So the people who obviously can't be in because they're dickweeds is the Baytown Badass, Easter Christ, McNair. So those are three so far that aren't allowed. But Freda. Uh, Looking forward to meeting with you, man. I heard that uh, you might be cautious party on Saturday, and so uh, looking forward to take a shot with you since we haven't been able to watch Happy Hour in a while. Uh, what, what, when is this now? You said Saturday? I guess they said I guess you and AJ were invited. Yeah, Saturday at the, at the uh, I guess, 6 o'clock at the height of, uh, what's that bar called? I, can't, I just drew a blank, but it'll come to me in a minute, maybe when I'm on the ramp of the of the Texans, but on his late night Twitch, he said that he invited you and AJ and I think even uh, the producer Nick for his little send off this Saturday. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I have not officially been invited. Oh, little Woodrow, little Woodrow. Oh, okay. Which one? The one in, in Midtown? Yeah. 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 The mm. one in, yeah, it, I'll, they I'll, have I'll, one in Midtown on the Heights, right? Well, there's one in Midtown. There's one in Edo. Um, I, 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 the one that he lives by. Okay, he he'll be, by. yeah, Midtown. Right there. Yeah, well, well uh, if, if yeah, I can. So if you make it out, it'd be nice to, be nice to see you guys. Yeah, if I, if, I can, uh, if I can, I will, definitely. I didn't, I, I've not, I wasn't aware of when it actually was yet, so that's news to me. So that's cool. I, I will do my best to be there. Oh, that'll be awesome, man. be good to see you guys and, and meet you guys in person. But anyway, to my, to my Texans take, uh, I was listening to you guys earlier about the Tyron Taylor. Yeah, it's kind of. It kind of looks like they're they're putting their ducks in a row, and I just I think it's sad, man. I'm like you. I want it to come to an end just because I'm tired of hearing about it, and it would be nice just to move on. It's like uh, the divorce that keeps on going. You just keep trying and trying. At some point, you just have to like tap out and say it's over. But I just uh, I just hate to see them end up like the Rockets. You know, they gave in to Harden. Not only did they give in, he didn't have a no trade clause. They let him go exactly where he wanted. 
and you got to sit there and watch that team be successful. I'm kind of vengeful. I don't like that he's having that much success. And I mean, I can't even believe they've lost 16 in a row. It's like you really got to try to do that in any sport. But um, I just I hate to see the Texans go down that path and all these little signatures. And I pride myself on knowing my sports, man. And a lot of these guys, he signed the last couple of days for one year, one million, or one year, two point three million. I don't even. I've never heard of these guys. I'm having to like put it on Google and like put it in there. And I just it's going to be sad just to watch the Rockets and Texans over the next couple of years. And I just think that uh, he needs both, both sides. And I'm equally blaming both of them. Cause if Cal did promise some things and didn't come through, well, that's your fault for number one, promising to him stuff. And number two, not coming through on those promises. And then Deshaun, you got to grow up, man. You know, you make way, like, like Fred always says, we're in a video game world. This, that money you get's not even real to us human beings that work for 80 to hundred K a year, or even less. So, I mean, like you complaining and, I mean, you're crying over spilt milk. You have to get over it and just go go do what you got to do and, and, and make that money and, and make Houston proud. Or if you're going to leave and tuck yourself in your legs, it's going to suck for us. But I guess this is what it's going to be. All right, a couple, couple of thoughts here. First off, yes, Cal, not invited. Nick, not invited. Jesus, Easterby, certainly not invited. Hannah McNair, invited. Shout out to the fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what if what if Nick gets up to like about a six or seven on the casket? Well, but, but here's scale. the thing, you know, like our 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 uh, organization is about inclusion, and you know, you want to be able to invite people like that. Except the problem is, he's hitched his wagon to the Kenneth Copeland of the NFL, and in our organization. We don't respect people who are con men. I mean, yes, if you're a con man, you can certainly be in our organization as long as you're not conning our people. That's the worst. You can con other people. That's totally fine. You can go con Jack Easterby. What if I'll what, pat you on the back? You try to con our people? Yeah, well, then we have to throw you in the Gulf of Mexico. What if he cons Easterby like I t- tried to throw out that conspiracy theory yesterday and stabs him in the back, gets him fired? Then, yeah, he can, he can join. But I've seen nothing to... Uh, <clears throat> I see nothing to indicate he would do that. As no. far as as far as the Rockets, I mean that they're irrelevant right now, and we knew that when they made the deal. Um, and and frankly, the the Texans are too. But I would, you know, what I would do, embrace it. Take this as your chance to make fun of them. That's all you can do, right? I am out of the Rockets. I think I'm going to give them a year to see what they do and uh, what kind of moves they make. But but they're they're in full tank mode. I think the Texans haven't haven't aren't acting like they're in full tank mode, but they're full tank mode. Uh, so just enjoy the ride, make fun of them, trust see the how much. Yeah, that's the, all you can the, do right the, now. They're not going to be any good. So let's see, you know, let's see how much they can suck, and then kind of enjoy the Astros as they sort of make us think that they can win this year. And then, other than that, you know, hey, you got UH basketball. You root for them. Um, Mark says the Fertitas are great con men. Eh. See, I, I don't. I want I don't think I, I, great con men. Eh, I think they're. I don't know. I think they inherited a lot of money and found a lot of good businesses. Invested, yeah, definitely. You know that happens. Uh, but, Bills are going to sign Emmanuel Sanders. An interesting pickup for them. I think it's going to work because if you got Stephon Diggs and you got another target out there besides Cole Beasley on the outside, 
Well, they had Brown last year, but I, I think Sanders is a little upgrade from Brown at this stage. Definitely. And Brown's too similar to Diggs, just not as good. Right. Sanders Sanders a different kind of player. I, I, I like the move. I like I like what the Bills are doing. Go get them, Bills. Cool Bills, cool. E. But, uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Not your father's engineer wants Lord Chancellor on a business card. I, you know, I, I think it's kind of up to Aaron who who Lord Chancellor is. That's a pretty good I think that title. should be the name of your assistant. Yeah. You're the Supreme Bishop and your assistant is the Lord Chancellor. Yeah, I like that. And then you can kind of set up your whole uh, organizational chart with lesser chancellors and lesser bishops. But your outfit has to have like some sort of like nice stuff on it, and you're the only one that can wear that color. That entire color? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah you're yeah. the only one that can wear that color. Absolutely. Nobody else wears your color. Supreme Bishop. And, you know, like not red because that's too Catholic, but like maybe a kind of cool maroon. You with know? gold trim. Yeah, with a little trim. Or diamond pinstripes. Yeah, yeah, that would work. I want actual tiny diamonds on it. Okay. See, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, now we, you're looking better than Fred would want to look. Well, that's all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm the guy who's going to show up with the long hair, and by then I'll have the Lebowski beard and mustache, and I'll be the guy that just shows up and, you know, stoned, and says, "Yeah, man, appreciate you guys for like hanging out with me, and you know, everybody love everybody, man." We just got to have a good time and enjoy what little left we have in our life. And you know what? We don't have any hate in our hearts, except for Jack Easterby. It's a blitz. We'll be right back. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Gosh, A.J. leaves for two days and he comes back and there's a religion. And there's not really a place for A.J. in our religion either. There's titles and stuff and there's yeah. an organizational flowchart already. Yeah. So there's a site for it actually. Like this is this is fleshed out two segments. Yeah, it's easy. That's that's how businesses start. Hey, let's uh see what Lamont has to say. What's up, Lamont? Hey man, what's up, y'all? What's going on, Lamont? Hey, uh, nothing much, man. But uh, I want to agree with uh, uh something that Fred Flower has uh has been saying for, uh, like, the last year, but I don't know if he got the same reasons. But I also want to uh, talk about this day Luda got a uh, whoever uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, uh, agent is. I just want to know, do y'all think that uh, any of these players that Nick Casario did business with, all these players, or any one of those Dave Magruder's guys, or have uh, the, uh, the Seahawks uh, or the... The Jaguars get any business with him. I'll let you guys ponder on that. But what I'm going to agree with a uh, with Fred with, and again, I don't know if Fred was going here with this, uh, but I remember Fred being one of the people saying, "I was franchise Sean. I'm a franchise." I mean, I mean, he he was on that for a long time. I mean, Fred was not on no deals. He was all about uh, a franchise Sean. And I'm thinking to myself, man. 
what if you franchised him right now? I mean, what would the whole discussion be right now? I mean, it wouldn't mean the discussion would be different. And that's all I got, fellas, man. But uh, I really want you guys to uh, uh, touch on that uh, Dave Magasu or whatever his, uh, his name is. I'm out, man. Uh I, I what was I'm not really sure. Understood the question about Deshaun's agent. He he wants to know if basically if uh, David Mulligella represents any of the guys that the Texans have recently signed. That I don't know. I you know I can try to find that out. About to pull up his Instagram. But most see, of because most yeah. agents when they have an Instagram account they'll post something about their their. Uh, yeah, I and and I I think it's something we need to be spending more paying more attention to because if they're not signing his clients and Easterby and Casario and Tim Kelly all have the same agent and they're all hiring guys like that. Uh, I have a real problem with that, but um, I, you know, that's one I'd have to actually do the research. And and I, and I said all along, make Deshaun prove it. If, if, I mean, this year you wouldn't even had to franchise him. It'd be the last year of his, uh, his, Rookie deal. The fifth-year option. You franchise him next year, and then you can franchise him one more time after that. You still got him for three years. Yep. And, and yes, I think the conversation would be a lot different because he's in the last year of this deal. Then you might even be able to get more for him because then teams are going to be like, okay, well, we'll we'll bring him in, and maybe we do the same thing. But, yeah, it, it would have been interesting to see. Um, I think AJ also said the same thing, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he, about franchising Deshaun? But here, here's the thing. Uh, when, he hates the franchise tag, but I think he agreed that that would have been make, make him play it out this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely like the idea of the fifth-year option franchise-franchise because that gives you that player under control for seven years instead of just the original four-year deal. Um, things would look a lot different on Deshaun's end if you only have that one year of guaranteed money. Now, guys – like tend to hold out or not want to sign the tag. Like uh, the ba- the Bears tagged Allen Robinson. He's refusing to sign the tag. Um, the same thing happened with Clowney when the Texans tagged him. Uh, he refused to sign it and whatnot. But, you know, I think the franchise tag is going to look a lot different moving forward because of the different CBA things that they're going to do. And plus with the cap getting ready to skyrocket over the next couple of years with the new TV deal money coming in, uh, that's going to put teams in a different financial position, especially with the cap going down this year, and then it's going to shoot back up in another year or two, possibly. It, it would definitely change the conversation because after this coming year, two franchise years, that's when that new TV money would get there. So they would be able to sign him to a huge money extension. And I think that more so would have changed the conversation as opposed to just being under the franchise tag. Um, I I thought they – Extended the CBA. I, 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 I have I to go and look it up. I can't remember what exactly they did, but I know that for a fact that I want to say it's not 20. I think it's 2022 or 2023, possibly. One of those two years. Is it was supposed to be March this year, but I mean, as far as the the franchise tag goes, I don't really think that's going anywhere. And, and I, I mean, I have no problem with the franchise tag. I mean, if you, uh, but the, the thing is, I'm always a, a prove it guy. I mean, I, and when you go into last season, I mean, Deshaun had had really he'd had some good seasons. He hadn't been that super elite quarterback yet. Now you could argue last year he was damn good. I don't know about elite because you only won four games and he did put up a lot of numbers in garbage time. Well, he had 
most passing yards in the league. Yeah, it's because Patrick Mahomes didn't play the last game. Um, but yeah, he played well. I still don't know that I'd want to pay him like they're paying him. And that's why I'm totally fine with trading him at this point. And I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, you know, make the, you know, let the guy earn his money. And guess what? Dak earned his money. Now, I don't know that he, yeah, I, again, I don't know that I would have paid him either, but when you're a team and you're in that position, you have to make a decision like that. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that he, Lamont just replied on Twitter. He says he was, he's just asking if, you know, teams are dealing with his, uh, with Deshaun's agent. They're definitely dealing with his agent because he has guys like, you know, Ramsey and Watson, but of course he still has Buda Baker who he just got signed to an extension. And uh, I want to say last year he got Michael Thomas, his extension with the saints. So uh, his clientele list is pretty decent. Uh, teams are going to have to deal with him because he's one of those guys that's recently come along and, and got a, a really good clientele list of, um, athletes that he's representing. Now, one of the other questions or statements that he had was, uh, what was it about? Oh, uh, the franchise tag, and it was something else that Lamont. What other point did he make? I, I can't remember. Gosh, you're. Um, I, I do. I do want to. Well, I mean, there were about twenty things in there, and I, I, I you know, guys, I hate two part questions. I hate five part questions even more. I, I can't keep track. Uh, but you know, one of the things that I would point out, like his biggest clients, three of them have been headaches yep. out of the top four. Yep. Buda Baker has not really been a headache. Jalen Ramsey forced his way out. Deshaun Watson forcing his way out. Michael Thomas, absolute Diva. mess last year. Uh, I don't know that that necessarily, necessarily reflects well on the guy. Let's see what uh, Lorenzo has to say. What's up, Lorenzo? Hello. Yeah, somebody pushed the button, so Lorenzo... Okay. Hey, what's up? Hey, okay. Hey, sorry about that. Okay, so good afternoon. Um, so my question is, it's about restructuring because I, I just don't, I, I'm not understanding the concept. Because we always say somebody was a quarterback was willing to restructure, willing to restructure. As I stop me when I get it wrong. As I understand it, um, let's say we got a ten year, ten a hundred million dollars. So should be ten million dollars per year. So they come back to me as a quarterback and say, Hey, look, we're going to give you. Uh, $5 million per year, and we're going to give you a $50 million signing bonus so it doesn't hurt the cap. What I'm not understanding is, okay, so maybe what's, what's, what, at the start of the season, what's my first check look like? And at the end, maybe week 17, what does my next check look like? Or does it differ from year to year? I'm just not grasping the concept of how this doesn't count against the cap and why, and, and if it doesn't count against the cap, why isn't it the first option for every single team? Uh, there's a lot that goes into the way contracts are structured. It isn't just, you know, you sign a four-year deal, $40 million, you get $10 million each year. Uh, what teams end up trying to do is kind of stagger the deal. Uh, most of the time it's sloped in the manner in which it starts off small and ends up bigger towards the end of the contract. Uh, there's also the signing bonus, which you get at the time of the signing, which is separate from guaranteed money. Um, long story short, they they aren't as simply structured as you hear a four year deal, forty million dollars with twenty million guaranteed. It, it's a lot more complicated than that. So it, it's not as simple as cut and dry as you would want to make it seem. But uh, that's a subject that would take a, quite a while to fully explain. But just know that they aren't structured the way you think they are. It's a lot more complicated. And teams also try to stagger uh, guaranteed money. So when they restructure a contract. 
they basically take the the signing bonus and prorate it out over the a certain amount of years of that contract, either the whole contract or a certain number of years of that contract. When they're willing to restructure, they're basically converting money, either base salary that's guaranteed or a signing bonus, pushing it off into future years to alleviate cap space in this coming year or the, the year that's coming up next or whatever it is. So they're basically just finding a way to creatively move money around to create cap space and lessen the cap hit that that player is responsible for when you're looking at the top 51 contracts, which is what you have to do to get under the salary cap. I'm uh, trying to find a list of David Mulligetta's clients. I can't. There's He's got 42, apparently, but I can't find a list of them anywhere. So. I think I got it because I pulled up the, the Athletes First, the website. That yeah. says he's the agency. Aaron Rodgers is the first person you see on the page. Hmm. Nick Foles. Okay. Derwin James. David Bakhtiari. Chip Kelly. <laughs> Ooh. Earl Thomas. Hmm, there's another one that Clay has Matthews. Anthony Barr. Sean Watson. So that's all one big firm. Yeah, that's the yeah. firm that he's a part of. Yeah, so I don't think because yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, is David. Dunn. They have different agents, but no, that's the he's firm that- he's Jake from State Farm. Come on. <laughs> All right, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN. 975 92.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. I've been waking up throughout the night. My mind just chasing the... You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. One final segment to go with Jermaine Every filling in the last couple days. Uh, good to have Aaron back. Supreme Bishop. I'm really liking that, man. We can eat meat in our church, right? Just to make sure that's okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, you guys got to eat meat because you're going to be out shooting and killing it on the land. Well, that's true. That is true. Come on, Fred. I mean, I, I just, there are some weird things in religions. I'm just throwing them out to make sure that we're not adhering You're to any the of leader. No, no. Aaron's the leader. I'm the guru. I'm the founder. If, yeah. if Aaron's the leader, we're for sure eating meat. Okay. That's all I'm asking. I'm very libertarian about it. Do what you want. If you want to eat tofu, that's fine. But if I try to, if I find you trying to convince somebody else to eat tofu, you're out. Yeah, we can't have that. I like that. Yeah, if we you try to I convince like anybody to go along with your way of thinking because you don't agree with it, go away. Let everybody do whatever they that, want. And you know what? That's just saying, man, that's laid back Fred. That's one of his things, man. Let everybody do their thing. Don't don't bring don't bring you on to me. Whatever you want to do, man. You want to wear a mask? Great. You don't want to wear a mask? I don't care. Just don't bring it on me. That's that's where I am right now. Everybody love everybody. All right, let's do a little hey man bleep that. Here's somebody I don't love, and I will go first. And uh, the bishop missed it yesterday because we were uh, he wasn't here, but we had a nutball parent who was uh, deep-faking cheerleaders. I think this one's a little worse. A Pensacola teenage girl and her mother, an elementary school assistant principal, were arrested Tuesday for allegedly hacking hundreds of student accounts to fraudulently vote 
for the teen as homecoming queen in the fall. Now, she's pretty cute, but uh, Laura, her mother is not. Laura Rose Carroll, 50, and her 17-year-old daughter, Emily Rose Grover, have each been charged with offenses against computers, unlawful use of a two-way communications device, criminal use of a personally identifiable information, and conspiracy to commit these offenses. They hacked multiple student accounts to vote for her as homecoming queen. Um, you know, part of me, we talked about criminals earlier. If you can hack in and get all the votes so you can be homecoming queen, part of me admires that, except, dude, stop with all this stuff with your daughters. Either they make the cheerleading team and they're popular or they're not, or they get to be homecoming queen and they're popular or they're not. Guess what happens in life? There's winners and there's losers. There's not trophies for everybody. That ends when you get out of soccer when you're six years old. And maybe if you win fair and square in your homecoming queen, good for you. If you lose, well, you live in Florida, but you're still cute. You got a chance in life. Win at something else. So stop cheating for cheerleading and homecoming queens and anything else. To that, I say, hey, man, fuck that. You want to go ahead? No, you, you want me ahead. to go. You okay. Go. Uh, so... I don't watch movies a lot. I don't. I just don't have the time to sit down and watch them. I much easier dealing with a thirty minute mo- or thirty minute TV show. That way, I can move on to the next thing. My wife wanted to watch a movie over the weekend, and it looked interesting when it came out in twenty fourteen. We never had time to watch it. We were told, "Oh, it's a really, really good movie." Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey uh, and Anne Hathaway. Oh uh, no, no, and no, 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 like. Co-workers of hers at NASA, oh, it's a really good space movie. That might have been one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And it sucks because I like the actors who were in it. Michael Caine, Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain. Very good at their craft. But that might be the dumbest movie, the worst movie I have ever seen put together. That On the grading scale of the Nick Casario grading scale, it gets half a point because at least it was semi-original and not a revamp of something else. But I, you could not pay me to watch it again. It, and I knew about 20 minutes in, and I just kind of let it go because I she wanted to watch it. But we got to the very last scene, and I looked at her and I said, do you think this is the worst movie ever? And she's like, yeah, I think we just lost three hours of our life. And I, if I ever see Christopher Nolan in person, I'm kicking him right in the nas for wasting my time. Hey, man, f*** that. You know, just a follow-up to that. Uh, I agree 100% it was terrible. And almost every sci-fi type movie right now is following the same plot and the same, and they're awful. It's like they're just completely awful. Well, I, I want to go back to good sci-fi where robots are killing people and stuff. I mean, come on. I mean, the opening, the big major scene at the beginning where they're chasing around the drone, it has nothing to do with the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. Like, there, there was no point in that at all. And it was just a nine minutes wasted for no reason. And the time travel, I mean, based on your tra- time travel rules, they broke yeah, like yeah. seven of them. Yeah, easily. That's, uh, what was the what was the bad one with George Clooney, which was also everybody raved about with George Clooney and uh, what's her face? Oh, Gravity. Yeah, with Sandra Bullock. Horrible. Just stop. If you're not gonna make sci-fi with like really sexy aliens shooting people or robots or drones from outer space. Then don't bother, man. Um, anyway. Oh, you know what? I, I I did this yesterday, but while you're here, I want to apologize to Coming to America, the sequel. 
first 30 minutes were awful, and I quit watching it. And the wife started watching it, and then I, so I had to watch it with her. It actually got better. And by the end, I'm like, you know what? That was kind of cute. I'm not going to say it was great, but it was kind of cute. And I apologize. Sometimes you have to stick with something, even if the first 30 minutes are awful. <laughs> All right, Jermaine, we've stalled long enough for you to come up with something. Yeah, no, I, I had it. Trust me, I had it. Oh, because you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to go yet. No, I, I just had to figure out how to word it or whatever. But I drive around at work for a living, going, visiting, doing in-home inspections, consultations, and all that kind of crap. A lot of times I'm on these small little roads, you know, like in Westview and different neighborhoods and whatnot, where you can only pass and there's cars parked on the street. So you have to like kind of go around the cars and whatnot. Inevitably, people don't realize that if the car is on your side of the road, you have to pull over and wait and let the other car who has a free pass go. So if the car is on you, if the car is parked on your side of the road and you can't pass without going into the other lane, you have to stop and let the other car go. And it drives me nuts when I hear people inevitably coming down the street and they're screaming down the street and I'm staying in my lane and they look at me like I'm crazy because I'm not moving. So if you run into me, you run into me. So a lot of the times they'll swerve or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. Like you can swerve, look at me crazy, blow, whatever. Hit me, please hit me so I can call lawyer Dave and get a check. But I, that just drives me nuts that people don't know the little bitty rules of the road, like being courteous drivers. And to that, I have to say, hey, man, that. Yeah, I got bad news for you. The whole courteous driver thing. And especially downtown, it's like, listen, if you're in the right-hand lane at a red light and it's a one-way going right, you're supposed to be turning and not holding up the 11 people behind you. Yes, that is another pet peeve. I got a a text that I wanted to get to, but unfortunately we ran out of time. It has to do with relationship advice. So texter hit me up tomorrow. We'll definitely do it. Aaron, great to have you back. Great job. Jermaine, really appreciate you uh, filling in the last couple days. Good job, man. The people seem to like you. I did okay. We will be back tomorrow. AJ will return. Till then, stay sportsy, bitches. This is ESPN 97.5.